Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's edition of the Football Fan Show podcast. I'm Danny Harrington, joined by Callum Brown this week. And today we're talking uh, further on to Derby County's administration. They've been dot points. We'll be telling you about that. We'll be having a conversation about whether the EFL picked money over what was justified. Hindsight is twenty twenty with Derby County staying in the championship at the expense of Wickham last season. There was a whole legal issue about it and Wickham may sue the EFL, Derby and Mel Morris they're considering. Uh, Ronald Koeman, should his time at Barcelona come to an end? We're having a look at some of the candidates in the frame and we're also going to be talking about Celtic's worst start in 23 years and also should betting companies be banned from sponsoring football clubs and we'll right at the end just give you a brief preview of match day two of the Champions League. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you hear, give us a like, give us a share, tell your friends to come and tune in to us. We're here every week and you can watch our live streams at twitch.tv forward slash the football fan show. Here we go. Derby County is where we start. Derby County. Shall we start with them? Uh, have you found it at all funny that Wayne Rooney ha- was not told that they were going into administration that he found out from Sky Sports News? That, I mean, he... that would have been a that would have been a sight to see. He's just sitting down with his cup of brew with 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 Colleen, and he's like, "Let's put Sky Sports News on, both." Uh, Derby going I've... into administration. I think you're giving Wayne Rooney too much credit there. I think he's watching Teletubbies and accidentally switched over to Sky Sports News. (laughs) Hey, nothing wrong with Teletubbies. (laughs) Hey, they're releasing a new album and going head-to-head with Coldplay, I'll have you know. (laughs) (laughs) Legitimately, it's a new music war. Forget Oasis and Blur. It's all about the Teletubbies versus Coldplay. (laughs) To be fair, right, as as much as I love to bounce Wayne Rooney, um, it's an utter disgrace that no one's told him anything. Like, aren't, aren't managers meant to keep in sort of constant contact with, I don't know, managing director, CEO, anyone on the board? Like, and none of them could tell them? Well, what I can say is that Mel Morris is a twat, and he is the owner of Derby County. Mel Morris, by the way, is worth hundreds of millions of pounds and could ultimately afford to keep Derby County. It's just the simple case of he's a very... He's a very wealthy guy, and he got bored. Literally, he got so bored because they couldn't get him. He couldn't. People get promoted. Normal people are losing their jobs because he doesn't want to spend any of his money. Yeah, he's done. Even that's, though, that's the, you know, that's the problem with with when you come that rich, where you begin to think you can play God in people's lives. Well, that's the thing. They it, like these people buy these clubs in the championship, thinking, "Oh, we'll spend all this money and we'll head into the Premier League." I mean, a lot of championship clubs do it. Reading are another example. We'll get onto them in a minute because this is why they're getting a points deduction. But a lot of championship clubs, it's the it's it's worse than the the it's gambling. It's gambling essentially. They're, they're, they're just going. Well, I'm going to buy this club. I'll spend. I've got a hundred million in the bank. I'll spend it all trying to get them into the Premier League, and then they'll they'll once they get promoted, they'll be able to fund themselves because you know that Premier yeah, League money is like 70, yeah. 70 to eighty million a year. So yeah. something ridiculous like that, and then they spend all this money, and then they realise you can't buy your way into the Premier League, and then suddenly they You've just go. Got to be half decent. Oh, they just go. Well, I'm a bit bored. Shall we just sell it? Or yeah, or, sell or, it. or they panic and they go. Well, shit. You know, and there's not, and and they have to throw it away. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the so what's happened is Derby County have gone into administration, which was weirdly teased on a fucking job website. I don't know if you've heard about this, but that uh-huh. Derby County posted a position looking for an administrator, and then a journalist saw that and thought, "Holy shit, Derby County are about to go into administration. They're looking for an administrator." Even though they hadn't publicly released it, and uh, well, obviously they did on this job website. Yeah, they they post they posted it before they actually announced anything to the EFL, to 
the fans to the media. So the media picked it up before they even expected. They thought they were going to be... Well, they weren't even sly and underhanded. They were just freaking lazy. Wayne Rooney was, was probably... You know, it's, it's a full, it's a full-time thing. Pretty much, as soon as one match finishes, you've got to then get yourself ready and plan and then go and train and train your players and that. So he's, he's probably sitting there doing all this and then this comes out and it's like... It's, probably, you know, it's a hammer blow, isn't it? It's like no one told him anything for the longest time. Like it's all just kept hidden. It's it's a travesty. It shouldn't just shouldn't happen at all. Yeah, apparently that that's exactly what happened. Um, nobody uh, nobody decided to tell Mister Rooney, Mister Wayne, what was going on with the club. Like, what what do you think's gonna happen if they just hide it? I was just just trying to say them when it froze. I was like. So they, they think if they hide it, it, like no one will find out, so it's not a problem. Yeah, like, something like that. It's gonna know. come. It's gonna come out eventually. It always does. You know what? What happens when the club officially runs out of money and you've not told anyone? It's like, oh well, sorry. You know, it's, we've known about it for a long time. We just didn't, just didn't want to share it with anyone. Bye bye. <laughs> you know, and yeah. Piss off. The, yeah, exactly. Uh, the the thing. So Wayne Rooney has come out and said that he would not have taken the job if he'd known about the financial implosion of yeah. Derby County. And it's not a financial implosion. That's the incorrect terminology. Because once again, Mel Morris has the money to sustain the club. Thing is, thing is, right. Implosion implies that it's sudden. This is not sudden. A club does not suddenly go into administration at a click of a finger. It's months and years piss poor handling of the finances but you know but this, this is just literally barcelona but obviously barcelona i've got a lot more money and they haven't been put into administration oh if uh, that happened though i would laugh so I, I, much to be honest la liga wouldn't let it no you know if it goes on to that la liga would not let it happen they're too much of a, an institution and they bring too much money into the league wouldn't happen um but little old derby you know I mean, I just think the fact that these people let this come to happen, like obviously they they don't want it to happen. I'm not saying they just oh let it happen. Like they'll try and do what they can to save it. But the fact that they get themselves in a situation and they let it get that far, that yeah. gets to the point where it's like it, you can't save it. It's a sinking ship, and you can't drag it back up. Uh, according to reports, their debt, Derby County's debt, is said to estimated to be between fifty and seventy million pounds. It doesn't That's... sound doesn't sound like a whole lot, but for a championship I... club at the bottom of the championship, yeah, it's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. More that. Well, that's an entire. Well, if you look at the top end of it, seventy million. That's pretty much an entire year's revenue in the Premier League, just from TV money alone. Yeah. So. so to put that into it's the Premier League, I mean, the thing is, when you when you put it like that, as I was saying, being in the Premier League doesn't sound like a whole lot of money. It's just a, a year, a, a season gone by. But as I said, for for for, Dar- for where Derby are, the minute bottom, yeah, it's it's a huge amount of money, and it's it's the fact that they've let it get to that point where it just it's obviously started. It's obviously starts out at some point small, and then it's just fested and fested, and it's gone bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And they've let, and they've just done nothing about it until it's, until it's got to the point where it's unrecoverable, recoverable, um, and they can't save it. And it's just it, then it's now exploded, but it's not a sudden thing. It's built up, and the bomb has gone off literally. Um, they were doing they they were doing okay. They were twelfth before the points deduction. They were mid table. They were looking okay. They were doing How all right. How many points did they get taken off? Uh, twelve. It was, there was a rumor that they were going to have twenty-one points taken off them, which would have relegated them. But, but, why, but why did they have a points deduction? Because they went into administration. Was, was that because? But then, of administration? yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it was weird because they they negotiated with the EFL, and I've never heard of a, a negotiated administration or a negotiated points deduction. Why does a club have to agree to a point a, a points deduction? The EFL should just go to them and say. Well, we're docking you twelve points. And by the way, I'm not. That's not me agreeing why, with. Um... Why is that? The thing is, why is the club being punished for? And and the, the squad of players and the manager. Yeah, and the club and the fans get, being punished. Being punished. Yeah. 
because of the owners and the money people financial handling of it yeah, yeah. why is that why because literally the like the the, the 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 club the main the, the football side of the club and the, the fans owners, haven't done anything it, it, here the fans and the players and the manager and all the backroom staff all the the football people have literally been sucker punched because the club's not going to be around and the EFL just stroll in you know strut around and and go oh you're going to administration oh, oh well here's a bit of here's a bit of salt on those wounds here's a, a point deduction just to make yourself feel a bit better cheers uh... you know it's like screw you, EFL. I, Come on now. Um, yeah, uh, I think. Well, I don't know why they do it. I think it's I, well. We talked about it last season, where we were like, it's just odd that you're just kicking them whilst they're down. I think the EFL are just a terrible governing no, body. Let's be honest. I mean, I mean, you have mentioned before that the EFL needs to be replaced by something else. Um, you, you, you've already expressed a number of times that. Your opinion of the EFL? Um, it's just a shit is, governing body. <laughs> didn't I mean? Just you know, I don't know if this. Obviously, I might be wrong here because I don't know that much about the EFL and the championship and all that. But when COVID came out around, and the Premier League clubs and the government that put a package there to try and save lower league clubs, didn't they? Yeah, it doesn't affect Championship clubs. They don't have access to it. Why? It's League One, League Two, and it's League One downwards. Because the, well, they're, they're, the government's view, uh, I'm paraphrasing here because I can't remember the exact uh, quotes, yeah. but the government's view was, uh, well, Premier League clubs don't need it. And they were putting pressure on the Premier League to kind of give some money to lower league football yeah, anyway. Yeah, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were like, well, championship clubs don't need it because they're all mostly ex-Premier League clubs. And that was kind of their reasoning. Whether you agree with that reasoning or not... That's just completely wrong, because most of those clubs, whether they're former Premier League or not... But they they, are mostly owned by very wealthy people. And that was another argument made. You know, you look at... Well, Mel Morris is a wealthy guy at Derby County, but he just can't be bothered to fund it But if there's clear evidence... If if, if the EFL look at it and go, right, there's clear evidence that this guy, this owner, is not going to try and do anything, surely there's got to be something in place where they can I'm not saying save the club I'm just saying like put it into like it's like a suspension of the administration until they can find someone's come in and invest save the club for the fans more than anyone you know why can't he put something together like that is it too much hard work for the EFL is it uh why why would why would they bother helping supporters because well supporters there's no sport yeah, but the EFL don't care about that. They don't care about the fans. Well, well, that's, the, well the there you go. We're going, we're going to politics and we're going into the politics of football. Shouldn't, but that things that just shouldn't affect it. I mean, take the politics out of it. The fact of the matter is, a, a club that has a long history. You know, it's an old club, Derby, and it's managed got lots by of Brian fans. Clough. Won exactly. the Division One title. Probably exactly. would have won the, the European Cup had they not sacked him. But anyway, exactly. <laughs> History, legacy, fans of the club. Take the politics out of it. That should be the reason why you save it. You don't want a club. Uh, I'm not saying like it's the biggest club in the outside, but it's 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 a it's a, it's a moderately sized club. It's it's an institution. It's, 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 yeah, it's these clubs, especially the former Premier League ones, like like to put it are institutions. So they should try and save it. But oh, because they don't. I mean, go back to the Barcelona example. I bet La Liga wouldn't, if it got a situation where they had to save it, they wouldn't save it for the fans. They'd save it for the money that yeah. Barcelona bring, bring in. And that, that's it. So it's, it, 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 But sometimes humanity has to win. Maybe I'm just being naive. Sometimes humanity and people and reason has got to win. Not just, oh, well, you know, it doesn't affect them because the former Premier League clubs or politics or this, they don't need it, or, you know, oh, we, you know, we're not saving them because they don't bring us money in, so we're just going to let these historical institutions just rot away because, you know, it doesn't, it's not important to us. Well... Like, you, like you just, you're just ruining the legacy of the sport. Well, you know, there's, there's... A lot of weird stuff going on at Derby. Not only... Well, here's the weird bit. Um, one of the weird bits is from... 
couple uh, so two seasons ago the EFL banned clubs from uh, essentially not selling their stadiums but selling them to companies that are owned by the owner so Mel Morris I believe has a company that owns Pride Park that is not Derby County so Derby as a club do not own Pride Park so any new owner of uh, Derby County does not own their own fucking ground because it was sold to cope with financial fair play which the EFL have now banned because they were like loads of clubs were taking advantage of this, like Sheffield Wednesday were another one where Hillsborough was sold to their owners from the club to raise additional well, capital. Shouldn't okay, well shouldn't shouldn't that then force the Derby owner Mel Morris to then give it back? Nope. Because he, he well he or well, if it's the, been banned, the weird if it's been banned, the, I mean He hasn't been banned. He hasn't. Not I'm yet. not saying him. I'm, I'm saying surely they could look at it and go, well, surely there shouldn't be a loophole where, oh, if it happened before they, they banned it, then it doesn't affect them. They can still keep all of it now. We know it's been banned. Surely they should go and say, no, we're doing a, a clean nope. sweep. Why? Because he, he spent that, all that money that and was... he wants he wants to, Callum, he wants to shove a roof on Pride Park so Taylor Swift can have a concert there. That, by the way, is a direct quote. Well, yeah, I can imagine that. I, I can imagine that happening. I mean, you, you already Christ. see it nowadays. I don't think say I don't think there's anything wrong with with having stadiums host other events. Um, I mean, you already see it loads of times. American football and boxing and all stuff like that. Um, which is the Andy Joshua fight tonight? That's in the Tottenham Stadium. Um, just putting that in there. Um, but. <laughs> I just think wouldn't wouldn't Derby having ownership of their own stadium, like having that asset there, the value of that asset, wouldn't that save them from the administration or help? Nope, because they don't own the stadium. That's a private what, com- if, that's a privately held company. Back, but if they had it though, if they did own it, probably not. Probably wouldn't make a bloody bit of difference because Mel Morris has lost two hundred million pounds. Well, he's invested. And having lost, he claims, there's £200 million of his own money in the club. Well, what I would say to people and idiots like Mel Morris is if you buy a football club... And here's what really annoys me, and I I recommend this podcast. Go listen to the Price of Football podcast. It's such a good podcast. And it talks about the business side of football. It talks about the finance. They've done a deep dive into Derby County. It's fantastic. But I hear these owners, they're like, oh, we're, we're they're always championship owners. It's never like a National League owner going, we're going to spend £200 million to try and get into the Premier League. Because as soon as they say that, you just know, oh, shit, we're in trouble Idiot. here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when, it, it, when it, it's it, in the Championship, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think, as, I think as soon as fans hear that, they should go, no, no, no. The alarm bell should start ringing. And they should be like, yeah. okay, we've got to get this guy out now. Because here's the thing. Football can be a profitable business at any level you operate in if you have a certain business model yeah. brentford have been very profitable because yeah. n- because they bought cheap and sold big sold high yeah because yeah. because they used a data and analytical approach because, because they have good people doing the data they have good people that do the analysis they have good people that work for that club that want the best for Brentford, well, and they've been that, so successful doing it. Yeah, that's what that's what I was going. That's what I was going to say. Then when you're saying about oh, spend two hundred million, like, like thing is, if you're if you're a championship club, you you know you need spend to get closer to, to promotion. You need to spend money, but the thing is, it's not worth just. It's not going to do anything just spunking money at it without the right people there. Yeah, you've got to have football people. You know doing the the process you can't just throw money at it so Brentford's a prime example of getting you know finding good player after good player nurturing talents selling high and then bringing in the next you know yeah. batch of players and they've got to the Premier League now having that Premier League money gives them a bit more flexibility with things you know you look at I mean, I mean uh, they sold uh, Ollie Watkins and bought in Ivan Tony, so there you go. Exactly, and then and in a couple of seasons they'll probably sell him for profit, yeah. a major amount of profit. Um, Burnley it's, are it's another club that are well run financially. Brighton as well. Brighton, Burnley, both yeah. well run financially. 
You can yeah. run football and make it a business, but these well, I mean, at... assholes, yeah. these these people, they just they buy this club as a vanity project, and then they yeah. get bored. And I feel sorry that fans are beholden to one individual. And here's the club I worry about prime most: example. the prime. Oh yes, that's a great example. Yeah. But the one club that and and they their fans, by the way, do not worry about this. But if their owner gets bored and sells that club, they're done. They are in so much debt that they are finished. It's Chelsea. If Roman Abramovich yeah. one day turns around and goes, "I'm bored," I thought I thought you were going to say Man United is there for. Oh no, the Chelsea are in more debt than Manchester United, and Chelsea are more unlikely to pay it off. I thought I thought Man United were in like the most debt in the Premier League, like because the way because the way the Glazers bought them. Oh yeah, with siphon debt to buy. Uh... Yeah, but like they bought it on debt, like they, and they yeah. just all all they done is they, they they bought it on a loan on on debt, and they've they siphoned money out the club rather than actually put money in their own money into it. Because the thing is, all though. Manchester United mostly recorded profit, so they're at about half a million. Uh, sorry, half a billion pounds of debt. Manchester United, Tottenham oh. are next, and then Chelsea are one point three billion in debt. Jesus. So that's why I say that if Roman Abramovich gets bored, bored. one day turns around and goes, "I don't want this club anymore," then uh, Chelsea are fucked because Chelsea is... Chelsea won't just go into administration because no one will touch that club with the amount of debt. So. Unless Roman Abramovich, and to be honest, this is probably more than likely what he'll do. Roman Abramovich will just go, because he's wealthy enough, he'll probably just go, I'll just scrape off all debt. Nobody owes me anything. Sorry, a bore out voice. But <laughs> right, yeah. he'll, he'll mean, just turn around and go, I'll just, I, the club doesn't owe me anything because it's all in debt. It's all money owed to him. So he could probably just yeah. write it off. Yeah. But if he didn't. Not only would that club not be able to go into administration because no one would buy them, they'd be liquidated like that. Thing is, though, is that I don't think he'll ever get bored though because I think. Oh, he won't. He won't because he, he he keeps. Thing is, he puts he keeps putting money into it, and I don't the club will. I don't think the club will ever get to a point where they're doing that badly, where he's going. Nah, I can't bother anymore because. He just the thing is, if a manager does that badly, just get rid of him. As soon as Thomas Tuchel starts doing bad, they'll get rid of him. Bring someone else in. Yeah. They don't do long term projects with a manager. They bring bring one Which in because the money because the money they spend, it. they have instant success. Um, in, in bloody hell, Frank Lampard's probably. I mean, there's probably loads of other legends, but like the one I mean, think about Chelsea. You think Frank Lampard? They add him in. They spent a bit of money. Or no, they actually didn't spend money for him. Or no, they did. They did. Sorry. His, his first full season. Mm. Um, and by Christmas, he was gone. Yeah. And that's what they do. So Frank Lampard. So I don't think they'll ever get to a point where he will just go on board. So I think, I think for now, they're safe. The good news for Derby fans, going back to that, is that there are reportedly six interested parties in oh, buying that club. So uh, there you go. it doesn't look P- like it's um, yeah. going to go under. But the question being now is that uh, I don't know if you remember this at the beginning of the season. There were two fixture lists, one for League One, one for the Championship. And it, the question was, which one is going to be Wickham's fixture list? And which one is going to be Derby County's fixture list? Now, yeah. we've already talked about how bad the EFL are. Well, the EFL just went, well, Derby are going to make us more money in the championship than Wickham are in the championship. So we'll keep Derby in the championship. Now, Wickham yeah. are reportedly going to sue the EFL. Anti shot. And they better fucking win. Oh, the anti shots. Well, I mean, I hope they do. Yeah, it's a, it's a shambles. Uh, so Wickham are looking at potentially either suing. Well, they've 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 got a few things on their plate. They could launch legal action against the EFL, which has been reported. They could also sue Mel Morris, the owner of Derby, and they could sue Derby themselves. So they could have three potential lawsuits: three lawsuits, one against the EFL, one against Mel Morris, one against Derby County, if they choose to. And I think they should go for but it. it. But it- 
but it was it was it was the choice of the EFL though, so he's just probably at Everton's EFL, I think. But but uh, Derby decided to wait to put themselves into administration the following season, so I understand their. That was Mel Morris's decision, so I understand the wanting to sue Mel Morris. Mel Morris, yeah, but then suing Derby themselves. Suing Derby is just a middle finger to Derby County for for yeah. their piss poor behaviour, and that's more yeah. the behaviour of their owner than the club exactly. itself. Exactly, that's that's why um, I think all the actions Derby can only explain by the 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 owner. So sue the owner, not the club. I think. Uh, yeah, so they're they are looking Wickham at. at, at Potentially, you know, they're chatting about their options to sue. I think, obviously, with hindsight being twenty twenty, I think we both agree that Wickham should be in the championship and Derby County should be in League One this season um, because yeah. they should have received their points deduction last season. But we see that often, very often, that um, you know that even if a club's having trouble, they'll they'll go. Uh, we don't want to have our points deduction this season, so we'll wait until next season to go yeah. into administration. Or if we've already been relegated, we'll get we'll take our points deduction now. And actually, there is a rule in the EFL called the uh, get this the Ken Bates rule. I wonder who that's about. <laughs> Where remember when Bates. Leeds United were relegated from the championship, and then their owner Ken Bates decided we're going to go into administration now. So we'll finish bottom of the championship, and that'll be us done. And all the League One clubs went, "No, you bl- no, you bloody won't. You'll take your points deduction next season." But no. So the EFL actually kind of tried to manipulate the rules after that because uh, it was taken advantage of. But then again, to to Ken Bates's credit, rules are meant to be. You know, if you can find a loophole with the rules, they're meant to be broken. Go for it. Go for it. Um, and then people like us will piss about it on this program. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go, oh, that's unfair, that's so unfair. Well, I'll do the high-pitched voice. That's so unfair. Um, <laughs> the, ble- the the Welcome to the Bleeding Hearts Club. Um, <laughs> but I think we can all say with uh, supreme confidence that Wickham should be in the championship and not yeah. Derby County. Uh, Derby yeah. are probably going to stay up. They probably are good enough to stay up this season. It's going to be tight, but for Wayne Rooney... He can just sit back and just say, well, it's not my fault if we get relegated because, you know, uh, all this crap's out of my control. So, um, yeah, it's not my fault. We were 12th before uh, before we uh, took the points deduction. We were going to stay up, he could argue. So, you know, uh, and I won't mention Eric Alonso and Derby County either because I know Derby County fans fucking hate the guy. Uh Let's finish our chat with Derby County. Just a brief one then. Harry Kuehl has been sacked by Barnett in the National League after only seven games in the job. Uh, the 42-year-old failed to win a single match in charge of Barnett, uh, who have lost five games and drawn twice since the National League season began. Uh, oh, they couldn't even beat uh, Dover Athletic, who have a 12-point deduction at the bottom oh, of the Jesus. National League. So uh, Harry Kuehl and his managerial career seemingly uh in the toilet down the drain down the drain down down the drain uber fuck who the fuck is alice there you go down uh, d- down the skidded up drain uh a more points deduction now reading football club jesus Christ. what the fuck is it with piss poor owners why are all the Stand owners the in the championship just wank why are they just wank because they are literally their father's wank stains. They're just shit. Uh, so Reading, who are owned uh, by Chinese owners, they could be docked points for uh, as many as nine, but re- the reported figure is six, apparently, uh, for breaching the profit and sustainability rules set out by the EFL. It... By the way, uh, Derby County's owner blamed coronavirus and the EFL for Derby going into administration. Don't oh. believe him. Don't believe him. Uh, but this is the first of many. Uh, the Royals have been operating under a transfer embargo for the past two seasons and have been very limited in what they can do in the transfer market. Now, this point deduction doesn't mean that Reading are in debt or anything, but apparently, according to the financial fair play, they spend, I've heard this figure rumoured about, 
they spend a hundred pound less. They they're they're hundred they're a hundred pounds short of the limit of what they're allowed to spend in terms of financial fair play. Oh. They are one hundred pounds. I've got more than that in my bank account. Yeah, same here. So well, thing thing is, the limits there for they reasons. take it using... to the limit though, but they're well, may, so may, close to that well, limit. If if the limit's there, you may as well use all you can. I suppose I can't say I can't tell Ken Bates to take advantage of loopholes and then say Reading can't because there are M4 Derby rivals, which is still a crap name for a derby. But anyway, M4 Derby. (laughs) It's uh, it's terrible. But they look on course for a nine six or nine point deduction. We will uh, inevitably find out very soon. Uh, Before we get on to uh, Celtic and Barcelona, just a quick. Uh, just a two-minute piece, which will not interest you in the slightest, Callum, but it interests me because it's business. And uh, I don't know. It's not been... You can fall asleep for for a couple of minutes. This has not been reported on the UK news, but uh, the second largest property company in China is about to go bust. Their name is Evergrande. Why does this relate to the football fan show? Well, they own Guangzhou Evergrande in the Chinese Super League. So it's another Chinese Super League club potentially going bust after um, Suning shut down their football department, who were the fucking champions of China, they shut them down. They won the league and went, yeah, we haven't got enough money for this anymore, guys. So we're just we're just going to release everybody and shut them down. And it's also why Inter Milan had to sell all their players as well, because yeah. they're owned by Suning as well. Yeah. So uh, Guangzhou Evergrande, probably going to be the next Chinese Super League club to, uh, to uh, collapse with Evergrande. Probably going to get bailed out by uh, Xi Jinping's Communist Party in all but name. Evergrande probably going to get put out, uh, whether they get put out of business or bailed out. But uh, the best way to think about the problems in China right now, if you think of the 2008 banking crisis, just swap that for property and you've got it. Celtic! Celtic! Worst start in 23 years. And we, we were just chatting before the show started that last season was awful. But what's going on at Celtic? The worst start to a league season in 23 years. No domestic away win for seven months. They haven't won away for seven months. Jesus. See, the thing is, was it, like, not even, not last year, the year before was literally, all you could go on about was how good Celtic were. They were dominant. They couldn't lose. They were just the best team. And then literally in the space of two years, they are la- like less than two years. They're just they are dog laughing shit. stock. They're dog just shit. laughing stock. What in God's name is going on? Well, they they made the wrong managerial choice. It seems the statistics yeah. do not make good reading for. Uh, forgive me for my piss poor enunciation. An An Angie Postecoglou. He's Aus- like that. He's Australian, but he's got a Greek name because he's also I was, Greek. I was gonna... but... They brought him in from uh, Yokohama FC. Jesus. 20% is owned by um, Yokohama Mariners, I should say. 20% of it is owned by Manchester City. That's the only thing I know about them. The rest of it is owned by Nissan. Um, There you go. Nissan own 80%. Man City or City Group own 20%. But they brought him in from there. They've had their worst start for 23 years. I'm just going to say the obvious thing. Should have bought in Eddie Howe. We were saying it all bloody summer. We were saying it. Like a broken fucking record. <laughs> Literally. Like, we could not stop bloody saying it. And what did they do? Bring some fucking... They couldn't agree half terms. Australian, half Greek tool. Uh, who's never managed outside of the Australian national team or A-League or the Japanese, uh, whatever they... The J-League, that's what they call it. Uh, yeah, the J-League, J-League and the A-League, uh, literally. Like... This isn't the S League, the Scottish League, you know. This, you know, so it's a bit of a higher level than that, you know. Oh, Celtic um, might be joining the S League soon, the shit league. Um, I mean, they're probably already okay. there, but along with along with Oxford United, <laughs> along with Oxford United, oh, yes. And um, Swindon? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> not funny. Not funny. Swindon already there, mate. Swindon already there. Hey, we had nine players in the sub. We're doing very well for ourselves. Oh, here we go again. Oh, okay. didn't I? Usually it's the excuse when you're doing shit, but then when you're doing well, it's the good reason. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on very quickly. Uh, obviously, Celtic have done very poorly at the uh, start of this season. So, uh, I mean, they kind of reap what they sowed with their managerial appointment, didn't they? Oh, yeah, like there were people available and they went, nah, we're just going to get this. Like We're going to go for the cheaper option. They thought they were being Arsenal with Arsene Wenger. That's what they thought they were being. Literally, literally, right. They're sitting there. They're bored sitting there at the end of the season go, well, lads, that was a shit show. We need to be smart about this and get the right person in. We can't afford to have another season like that. Hmm. And then this random idiot in the corner goes, hey, guys. What about this guy? Imagine the J League and the A League. Oh, yeah, yeah. How much did it cost? I mean, that's like 50% less than what the other guys are going to cost. Yeah, we'll go for him. Hey. And now they're sitting there going, eh, we're, we're a bit silly, aren't we? And it turns uh, out we're idiots. crap. Tools. Tools, tools, tools. Not fit to buddy. Oh. These owners, man, these clubs are just. Ugh. I want to say tits, idiots, just not. But tits are too good for them. Tits are good. They're bad. Not even tits in a bad way. Um, I, I don't have a word to describe how meh they are. Just like they, they like literally like I remember only a couple of years back. This, I don't know why this is relevant, but this year uh, doing a playing playing FIFA and going to Celtic. And literally winning every match. Yep. On simulation, because he was just that much better than everyone else. That's what they did. Like, under Ben Rogers, like, every time I see Celtic, just win and win and win and win and win and win and win. And, and they can't buy a win at the minute. No. And like, uh... I think literally Steven Gerrard is falling asleep while Rangers aren't even playing as well as we were last season and they're just still walking the league. Yeah, they, well, they, I mean, they don't have to, do they? They don't have to play as, I mean, their closest competition is Hearts of Midlothian. Hearts of Midlothian I mean, are playing uh, better uh, than Celtic. I mean, what was, uh, are Celtic in third, are they? No, they're sixth. It's oh, Rangers, right. Hearts, Motherwell, Hibernian, Dundee United. Like, then Celtic. What? I mean, surely, I mean, last season, Weren't Celtic fans like rioting? Yes. And heavily protesting outside their ground? Yes. I mean, I don't even want to see what it's like now. Surely, surely there's got to be like death threats. There's got to be like fans ransacking the the, the officers. Like literally like blood on the on the on, on the walls. Literally there has to be. I'm not I'm not saying that should happen. But surely, like, firstly, the manager's got to walk. Oh, then yeah, absolutely. They've got to force the board out. How, how on earth can a group of supposedly smart people make so many bad decisions in such a small, you know, comparatively small amount of time and yeah. get away with it? It's. Uh... It is uh, utterly, utterly, utterly ridiculous. It's, yeah, just ridiculously stupid. Uh, once they make a sacking, we, we won't speculate. I don't. We don't think they are. I don't think Celtic will sack the manager. They'll give him more chances. They're going to give him more chances, even though, despite how poorly they're doing, they're just going to give him more chances. Like, like literally, like last season they finished second and they were a lot behind Rangers, but they were a lot ahead of third. So they're sixth now. If yep. they finish any less than second, second, literally any less than second, and even if they get second, they're only just gonna get second. Like, how are they literally not heads rolling in that? You, you know, in those owners. Um, it's, it's actually, speechless. Yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. Speaking of bad owners, or, well, not really bad owners, but bad management of a club, let's okay. talk about Barcelona. Barcelona, the Freddie Mercury song. Um, the, the, it, I, it's what I'd worst, rather rather talk are these, about. Are these the worst, the worst team to wear, to wear red south of Swindon, are they? Yeah, now. But no, no, just south of it. 
just south of Barnsley. <laughs> oh God, we go Barnsley now, we uh, or south of um, Aberdeen or wherever, south of North yeah. London, south of the Emirates. There you go. Worst team to wear red, yeah. south of the Emirates. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't even know which way it's the moment between Arsenal and Barcelona they're both pretty, pretty awful let's have um, a look at the um, so Ronald Koeman by the way uh, there have been a bunch of Ars- well the press have written save himself the press save himself, I was going to but... say the, the media have already written his obituary uh, he is <laughs> he's a dead man he is a dead man walking apparently well this this one is from the Guardian and it says decline and defiance leave Koeman or Koeman a dead man walking at Barcelona. Uh, uh, they have literally someone... written his obituary. Just, just let you get his head thrown out now. Just, just let you get the coffin ready and just put him in it. Just like, just let you like, you know, starve him oxygen now. I, I think, I think Koeman just needs to like. Obviously, not literally going to kill him, but to save himself, he needs to get out because it's just a lose lose situation at the moment. Like I, I saw, I saw a thing, and it was just they go on about Messi again. It's like how oh, they need to the move on. Of, it's like it's like seriously, like he's gone. He's just gone, hasn't he? Like he wouldn't have signed for PSG. Like, he he wants to stay. You couldn't afford couldn't him there, and he and and he's got, he's chose to go on. Yeah, they legally couldn't keep him. Legally speaking, so, they couldn't keep him. The fact of the matter is, is that they are. I mean, we've said this all along. I'm just going to keep on the same thing. They're a sinking ship. They're awful, and Kuma needs to get out while he can. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about managerial potential candidates. Uh, oh, former Brighton boss Oscar Garcia wants a job. Who? Exactly. Um, <laughs> former, Bright- former Watford and Brighton boss Oscar Garcia reportedly told Barcelona he is desperate to become their next manager. Why I mean, would you be desperate? Like why? Because he's a nobody, the... Callum. That's why he's desperate. Is, why, the thing is, why? Why would even like the bottom feeder scum managers of like like national league managers go? I'm desperate to become manager of this club that are literally down the drain. Like, oh yeah, it's Barcelona because he's a, well. To be fair, Oscar Garcia is an ex-Barcelona player, but uh, he spent six years at the club. Yeah, but but uh, you know what? I I know exactly, and I'm going to channel Jacob, your boy, in the chat. He hasn't said this, but I know exactly who should be the next Barcelona manager. Steve Big Sam Allardyce. Big Sam, yeah. Big Sam. Yeah. Big I Sam. even pointed yeah. to the sky there for Big Sam. Big Sam, and now Jacob, your boy's like Big Sam, yeah. Big Sam yeah. Allardyce. Just he... imagine it, like Mick McCarthy. Got... <laughs> Mick McCarthy, yeah. I mean, literally, Big Sam would walk into. There's no Greg's like, press conference. <laughs> With wearing wearing like a sort of Hawaiian style shirt, shorts and sandals, with with sunglasses and um on, um with a, a glass of sangria in his <laughs> hand, um and some and a bowl of paella and go sorry I'm late, <laughs> sorry I've been at the beach and if you want to find me you can see me there. That's where I'll be. That's where he I'll would, be. He would literally go like I can't even picture it. Big Sam. I would love it. I'd love it. it would, if Barcelona wanted to become a bigger banter club than Arsenal, would point Big Sam. Oh Jesus! Christ. That would make like, them the biggest banter club in the world. And then, and I'm Real here for it. And then Real Madrid can hire Nick McCarthy, and then they can <laughs> each other. And then Neil Warnock can take the job at Atletico. There you oh, go. The three greatest managers oh. ever it, dominating and Spanish no, football. No, 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 no. See, they, see, they're banter managers. What about <laughs> our favourite manager? Um. Oh, come on! Um, no, what McCarthy? I don't know no. who you're talking about. Oh, you know, f- f- former. Uh, uh... Oh, Ian Ardaway, Ian Ardaway. You want Ian Ardaway? You want Old yeah. Ali? Old Ali is Barcelona manager, oh, but he'll play is... attacking football. They'll they'll get absolutely trounced. The thing is, imagine Ian Holloway going to the Barcelona press conference and trying to speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Ula, Ula, gracias, muchas gracias. Uh, I'd rather just speak English, if I'm honest. Yeah. Me, me no speaky spaniole. And, and even the Spanish interpreters don't understand them. Even they're like, I cannot, 
I cannot translate this guy. What are you saying, sir? I cannot understand you. You are speaking too... You are speaking too, too, too funny. Too funny. And and he's like... You're too funny. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. I thought I was speaking to my mate down the pub near the farm. Could you imagine his press conference? I was talking about... I was talking to... <laughs> I was talking to Tristegan the other day, and I was talking <laughs> to Stegan. I was talking to him the other day, and then Sergio Aguero point. came up, and I didn't know this, but Sergio Aguero's family family have a farm in Argentina, so I was talking to him about that. Sergio I, Aguero, I was telling, which, I was telling which which model of combine harvester is is best for his for his wheat. <laughs> we got a brand new pre match anthem. For for Barcelona oh, before before we play, it's the Wurzels come by Nervister. <laughs> I get the lads to sing it before every game, don't they? <laughs> oh god! Uh, I just imagine Big Sam in the chippy over there. Yeah, he'd just be on the beach beach. Run. Jacob, your boy just says, "I fucking love this show." <laughs> <laughs> he just, "I fucking love this." Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, in tears. Yeah. Could you imagine Philip? Could... No, no, they call you Little P. Why? <laughs> you're not a P. Well, you're a person. Do, do, do you have a little pee pee? <laughs> do you have a little wee wee? Pee pee? Do you have a little pee pee? Is that why they call you Little P? That's unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> It'll be like David Brent. I brought us over here to uh, Swindon. Why? Because. Uh... <laughs> You know, it's, it's so much fun here. <laughs> oh, God. Gerard Pique is like, who the fuck is this guy in Spanish? And he's like, Gerard, Gerard. And, and then Ian you goes up and hey, mate. You're all right, mate. You're all right, my liver. Came down, dude. You're all right, my liver. <laughs> all right, my liver. I'll tell you who Ger- I am. Gerard, I want to see you get into the... I, I want to see you do a better job in defence as the voice captain, but I also want to see your missus round the round the place as well. I yeah. want to see your missus more round here. Yeah. You're me, not getting in the team missus. until I see me, your missus round the club. <laughs> me, me and me missus here want to invite invite you and your your missus round to round, round to ours for some dinner. Yeah, I just want to see your <laughs> missus it's here. Casual, it's casual minimal wear. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, let's focus on the actual yeah. candidates that are up for the job. Uh, the favourite is Roberto Martinez. He's apparently put the Belgium FA on notice that oh, he wants Jesus to be the next Barcelona manager. Nah. I mean, it really worked. I mean, <laughs> you'd also get two ex Everton managers. So you've got Ronald Koeman, Roberto oh, Martinez. And you've got Carlo Ancelotti at Real Madrid, so you've got three there. I mean, uh, you're literally going through the, the shit of the shit there. I mean, Xavi is second favourite. Just give it to Xavi. He wants it, just give it to him. He's a long-term choice, isn't he? But they... Yeah, he's just he's the obvious choice. Stop going through oh, Roberto Martinez, just out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, may as well give it to Buddy, yeah, who else available. Um, uh, in, well, in let's have a look. Antonio Conte's the third favourite. No. Uh, Eric Ten Hag is fourth favourite. No. Um, they've got two variations on Ten Hag's name, so he's also the fifth favourite as well. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Joachim Lowe. <laughs> oh, go- goody. Mr. Sniffy Fingers here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Bielsa's up there. He's twenty to one. I know. Uh, Luis Enrique. Nice Mikel Arteta. Oh please, no! Like, haven't we done this before? Where you read out managerial options, and I just sit here and groan and, and face palm how bad they are. Really? Well, like, I, I apparently. Well, here's here's one article I saw this week. Apparently, Thierry Henry wants a job. Give it to him. They'll leave, they'll be even bloody worse. <laughs> like he didn't he he failed with Monaco. He oh no! He, he, he didn't just fail with Monaco. He failed with Montreal. 
I was going to well. say, didn't he? He done terrible at Montreal as well, didn't he? I was going to say. It. I was thinking of the MLS. Here's, right. here's the difference between Patrick Vieira and Thierry Henry as managers. Patrick Vieira went to America to build a club in New York City FC and did a reasonable job. Yeah. Thierry Henry went to fuck one over. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Backwards, sideways, but, all different ways you can think of. I think what we're seeing, and the jury's still out on Vieira Palace, even though I think Palace were one of my favourites to be relegated. The The problem I see with Henri is that he needs his players to play like him. He needs Thierry Henri's as his playings. He's like, well, so if just, I can do it, you can clone, do it. Just clone him. You know what he yeah. Clone himself. Whereas Patrick Vieira, I think, is a little more, having worked with less able players, is a bit more understandable. It's like, well, they're not going to play like me, so why why should I try and get them but to play is, like me? Thierry Henry hasn't worked with decent players. Like, he, he played with decent players, but since being a but manager... he's still he's... under the illusion that all the players should be able to do what he does. And I think that's what why he's a crap manager. So, it's, I mean, I'm, you know what? To be honest, I'm sitting here going, was, is, he, is he being arrogant or is he being humble? Because he's saying... Uh, he's saying like oh you know he wants all the players to be like him but then he's going well i'm really good then so i want all the players to be as good as i was i mean the thing is is that he's not he's nowhere near good enough manager to play with players to, to have players that were anywhere near his level in his prime uh so yeah roberto martinez is apparently the favorite xavi is second uh, then it's Antonio Conte, Eric Ten Hag. Uh, I've never heard of this guy, Dominic Torrent. It was Flamengo boss. Oh, he's Brazilian. There you go. They're just going for. They're doing a Celtic. Anyone. Barcelona are doing a Celtic. They're getting a guy that no one's ever fucking heard of. Just get some random like Albanian league manager mid table. Just just get them if you want bloody some random. Or better yet, don't even get a manager. Just get some like random literally like a homeless person from the streets of bloody North Korea or something. Speaking of, they apparently want uh, one of the targets is 14 to 1. This is desperate. They want Johan Cruyff's son, Jordi Cruyff. 14 to 1. Does he even do anything with football? He was Shenzhen manager in the Chinese Super League. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So right, we're gonna end that. it. We're gonna end it there before you have a brain aneurysm from tedious yeah, dullness. That's gone and passed. That's, that's gone and passed now, mate. I'm, I'm, You're dying from tedious oozing. dullness. My my brain is oozing out my ears at the minute. Jacob, your boy says John Terry for Barcelona manager. Yeah, but he'll try and sleep with Shakira. So there you go. That's a problem. Uh, literally, just him. Just literally him and him and Joe, him and PK just like fisticuffs every day because every day, no matter how many times he says no. John Terry's at his door going, please can I just touch her up a little bit? <laughs> John Terry being the absolute legend that he is, the full kit wanker himself. Yeah, full kit wanker, dickhead. Yes. No bad, not fucking legend. Piss That's why shit. I call him the legendary full kit wanker. No one likes John Terry. And not even John Terry's. <laughs> not even John Terry likes John Terry. Ah, uh, right. Uh, let's let's move into our final talking point tonight, then. Uh, and uh, Bolton Wanderers Football Club has said it will no longer provide facilities for online betting at its stadium. This is a part of a government. The government are looking into banning foreign betting companies from sponsoring Premier League clubs. Now, I'm going to say that this is going to be a big problem, particularly not with the Premier League and the Championship, but Bolton are in League One. They can't yeah. really afford to turn around and have the have a mor- League One and League Two clubs and below cannot afford a moral high ground. They don't have the money to be able to afford a moral high ground, so they can't exactly turn around and say, they, "Well, you're a fraudulent business." They survive by sleeping with the devil. For God's sakes, if Enron still existed, they sponsor League One and League Two clubs, and that was an actual con. For God's sakes, <laughs> if you don't know what Enron is, just Google it. But <laughs> just ask why. Uh, <laughs> So I'm I'm just thinking, right? If if betting is banned, if 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 these gambling firms, particularly the foreign ones that are more prevalent at the top end of the, I mean, I think Burnley is, is sponsored by a foreign betting company at the moment. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of Premier League clubs that have a couple of betting companies. I don't, I don't know which ones are foreign or not. Burnley does, I think. Um, who's Everton? A cat catch who is it? Or, uh, uh, no, that's a, I thought that was a car company. 
Is it? I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, sorry. Barely do it. You can get the kids up, can't you? You'll be able to see them. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Uh... Yeah, Kazoo is a is a car com- is a car retail yeah, business. Kazoo. It's That's a secondary it, yeah. uh, car retail business, so uh, they're fine. And they're a British company because they advertise all the all the sodding time. Are we are we, are we going the Brexit route here? Uh, literally, here's all these managers and here that. We go. All, uh, we've got. Um, I thought Betway were British. They can't be banned. Bet- I thought Betway were a British gambling company. I thought they were British. They are, so I don't know why it's brought up West Ham. Uh, Wolves have Man Manbet X, which is a Chinese company. Are Newcastle we, have Fun Eight Eight, which is also a uh, Chinese company. Sportsbet.io sponsor Southampton. Uh, Everton, uh, sorry, not Everton. Um, Brentford are sponsored by Hollywood Bet. I've never heard of them. Hollywood. Hollywood Bet. I don't know who they are, but they are a. Uh, According to this, a South African betting company. Um, remember, uh, Everton were sponsored by a, a Kenyan bookmaker called Sports uh, Sport Pisa. Sports Pisa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Who were uh, also a sponsor of Racing Point in uh, Formula One. But uh, yeah. here we go. 15 clubs and EFL clubs who need to change their shirt sponsorship. Um. Thing is, it's just, just sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go. No, no, no. Go, 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 go. Are we going? Are we going full Brexit here by going? Oh yeah, well, you know, British ones all right, but all the foreign ones need to need to be gone. Like, just if you're gonna ban the foreign ones, you may as well ban all of them. Well, I think you know, um, why are the British one? Why are the British ones okay? Well, this is from one article, but another article is suggesting uh, the government are expected to announce a ban on football shirts. Uh, being able to have gambling companies as their main sponsor, as their main sponsor. So they can have my secondary sponsors. On they the can have them on the sleeve, I suppose. So that puts West Wait, Ham under under the cosh because it's less visible. But you can still see them though. Less visible though. If that, it's a loophole, don't think too hard about it. It's a loophole. It's stupid. It's a stupid loophole, but it's a loophole. So Betway sponsoring West Ham. They'll have a pre. Um, Nine of the Premier League clubs are currently have a front of sh- shirt uh, gambling uh, partner. Uh, Leeds are one, uh, and the other clubs that we've mentioned, such as West Ham, Brentford, uh, Southampton, Newcastle, Watford, uh, and uh, many a, a lot of League One and League. Where does this put Stoke City though? Because their own. They're owned by Bet365. The Coates family who own Stoke City own Bet365. Their stadium is called the Bet365 Stadium. Their yeah, shirt sponsor, so a... Bet365. They're owned by Bet365. So that, that should be fine, shouldn't they? But no, because they're a front of shirt sponsor. And they're a stadium sponsor. Okay, so are they gonna, are the EFL going to force them to relegate to a, a sleeve sponsor? I, I don't... Genuinely, I have no idea, but my worry well, I mean, is... We're talking hypotheticals here. Yeah, 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 total hypothetical. But my worry is, and it's not for Premier League, League uh, or Championship clubs, but for League 1, League, League one, 2 League and two. below, yeah. this could be akin to uh, uh, Formula 1 getting rid of tobacco sponsorship because Formula yeah. 1 is the only thing to give up smoking and not be healthy afterwards. So I get the feeling that if Lee, if football, particularly lower league football, gives up gambling sponsorship... And it will be front of shirt sponsorship. They could still sponsor, like, be a minor sponsor at the club. But it it might just have a catastrophic effect on on lower league football. Mm-hmm. And I'm just uh, a bit concerned that uh, lower league football may be unwilling to uh, give up their addiction to gambling sponsorship. So, the, the, obviously, the government, uh, uh, the government want to bring this in. And obviously the EFL are gonna. I've got to agree with it as well. Yeah. Um. So they're choosing the. This is a. Um. I should moral point high out. grounds versus the sustainability and survival of lots of their lower league clubs. Uh. Pretty much yes. And what I should point out is this is a government review. So as Callum, as you said, it's uh purely uh purely hypothetical. 
But uh, even that would even affect Scottish football because Celtic and Rangers are uh, uh, sponsored by bookmakers. Um, 32 Red sponsor Rangers and uh, Daffabet sponsor Celtic. A lot of betting companies are, are getting free mentions here. Don't bet. It's shit. Um, bet responsibly. Just don't bet. Um, it's a mugs game. Or that. Yeah. Just don't bet. Uh, it, it, so... It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how football is going to give this up because there are certain clubs that, I mean, Bristol City in the championship are one that, that come to mind. Bournemouth also, championship club sponsored by betting companies. I think Derby are also sponsored by 32 Red, so that would be uh, a problem for them. I hate that advert. I, so do I, especially when it pops it up on keeps, YouTube. It keeps literally every time I'm watching a YouTube video, not only of YouTube sites go here, instead of two unskippable ads every five seconds, we're going to put three on, but we're going to keep on putting the 32 red ad there with Keith Lemon on, and they're going to be 30 seconds long, and it's going to be annoying, and the voice is going to keep grating you, but we'll keep on doing it anyway. Yeah. Fuck off, 32 red. That's like the old um, uh, football index advert with uh, John Motson. That always used to come up for me. Luckily, I did not put my money in football index because that would have made me uh, very foolish indeed. Sorry, people that lost money uh, with football well, index. We, 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 we already made a, a video about them. I know I'm already foolish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it just it could be. A, I'm just pointing out that it could be a potential disaster. I, I agree that there shouldn't be gambling sponsorship on the front of football shirts when kids buy football shirts and they've got you know um you know what i think i'm all right with the clubs being sponsored by gambling firms but if you're a club that's selling a junior shirt you should replace the gambling sponsorship with gamble aware yeah but also or you should replace replica shirt sponsorships with gamble aware yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that I don't think gambling, depending on what age of kids, because like what kids are going to be gambling or have access to be able to gamble. But it's the mental thing, because right. when you can, okay. you'll remember, yeah. oh, Paddy Power sponsored this club, or Bet365 right. sponsored that club, yeah. or that betting yeah. agency sponsored this club. Yeah. I mean, I was saying to you before about this, I think instead of, you should do it for everyone, because it's not just kids, it's also... People who have had, have had gambling addictions in the past or currently are gambling addicts um, or recovering addicts. And it should be a case where it should just be, if they're going to do it for sort of one, like if they're going to get rid of the foreign ones, they should just do all yeah. comp- the betting companies and it should be uh, gamble away. And also, they should also do a lot more in terms of um what was I saying uh like teaching people educating people um about the dangers of gambling and you know prevention more than anything so i I'd say it's not wrong with the sponsors themselves I just think it it should all be blared out just just the main this thing should be the dangers of um the awareness of it and it should that should be everywhere all all these teams that i've got set the, the 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 gambling company sponsors should have just awareness and education that that's why i think it should be yeah i i concur i concur but uh we don't want what we don't want to happen is a uh ferrari Marlboro uh, cigarette style sponsorship yeah. with a barcode on people on clubs shirts where the, the advertising should be because if it's similar enough they'll just go oh i'll just go have a bet um yeah yeah and some the thing is is that to be honest you, even without football shirts you still see the adverts this is what i was about to yeah I, I was about to bring that up like before bt sports but you know when the players come out they line up you've got ray yeah. winstone coming on going bet three yeah. six five yeah and that's everywhere all the different adverts all over the telly all over the internet all over billboards and t- everywhere it so, also um i will just point out it also creates a problem for the efl because their sponsor is skybet 
There you go. There you go. There you Power go, yeah. Of the entire well, the, well, league system. Well, the AFL is not going to be happy there because they're losing money then. Yep. But then the government uh, don't care. <laughs> Oof, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, of the 20 Premier League clubs, uh, Brentford, Burnley, Palace, Leeds, Newcastle, Southampton, Watford, West Ham Wolves, all sponsored by betting companies. There you go. Nine. Uh, so, um, uh, I would get into why cryptocurrency sponsors, sponsorship is also worrying because that started to creep into the Premier League as well and football. But I don't have, we don't have time for it. We want to go. Uh, just a quick mention: Steve Cooper is a new manager at Nottingham Forest. He ain't going to keep him up. I said this last week. Whoever takes that job is still going down. He was Swansea City manager last season. I don't know why he left Swansea for Nottingham Forest, but he's left. He left Swansea in the summer. He's a new manager at Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest are only going in one direction. The only way is down to League One with Derby County. Uh, so, yes, if he can turn it around, I want to wish him the best of luck at the city ground, but I don't think he will uh, because I think Nottingham Forest are fucked. Uh, but he is their 11th different manager in seven years. Well, never a good sign. Never, never a good sign. No stability, that's all. The Champions League, because that's back on uh, that's back on Tuesday and Wednesday. But we will have special live streams for you uh, to keep an eye on the uh, goals. Let's hope that uh, Paris Saint Germain pull off another shocker and get absolutely spanked at home by Manchester City. It's the only time Man I will be I cheering on. It's the only time I'm cheering on Man City. No, 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 no. I want Ma- I want PSG to lose so badly. No, I don't like City. No, no. I don't like City either, but I don't want PSG to go through. No, I don't want Eden to go through, to be honest. But I don't want Man City winning. So the ideal scenario, then, is for an earthquake to happen in Paris and the ground to just open up and Swallow eat the entire 22 players that are on that pitch. Yeah. And Pep. <laughs> what about Potch? Is he okay? Does he come out of it? Don't mind Potch. Potch's all right. <laughs> just, just Pep and the entire... First team squad for PSG of Man City. Yeah. Um, Porto Liverpool. Yeah. That's on that Tuesday as well, is it? Yeah, that's Tuesday, 8 pm. Liverpool for that one, yeah. you reckon? I, I reckon so. We've got a good record in the uh, Dragao Stadium. And the greatest oh, game sorry, ever. Estadio Dragao. Ah, there you go. The greatest game ever is also on Tuesday. It's Real Madrid versus I shot the Sheriff Tiraspol. Come on, honestly, Sheriff! Come honestly, on, Sheriff! When I was watching those goals, I'm, I was laughing because I was thinking of you. I shot the sheriff. I shot the Here sheriff. sheriff. <laughs> I. By the way, you didn't you didn't see this, but I have to get a sheriff t-shirt if they get out of the uh, if they have to get out of the group. I'm gonna buy really? a sheriff t-shirt. So yes, that is Are my you own. sheriff's hat. I, I may just I get them. Sheriff hat, sheriff t-shirt, sheriff, sheriff hat, sheriff badge. I'll get it all. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Wednesday, Wednesday, the only Manchester United versus Villarreal. Manchester United are going to lose that one. And um, Juventus versus Chelsea in the other game, which looks interesting. And the question is, can Barcelona get a shot on target against Benfica? Probably not, but we'll find out what happens on Wednesday. Thank you to my guest, Callum Brown, for this week's edition of the Football Fan Show. We're back next week with a review of Match Day 2 of the Champions League. If you would like to watch our live streams, twitch.tv forward slash the Football Fan Show, head over to our YouTube channel. We've got a video on the works about Derby County and explaining what is going on there. You can also watch clips of the show as well. And you can email me anytime. It's the football fan show at gmail.com. As for now, I've been Danny Harrington. This has been the football fan show, and we will see you next week.